0: Let's go. Let's go to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Boghorns and such. We are not talking about the Titanic. No. We are talking about an affair to remember. Yes. 1957, 20th Century
1: Fox, starring Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. I didn't know about this Deborah Kerr, but apparently she was in The King and I, From Here to Eternity, Casino Royale, a whole bunch of pictures. And I always thought that she was a
0: singer because she was in The King and I, but um, whoever dubbed her singing in this one also dubbed it in The King and I. And also
1: dubbed Natalie Wood in West Side Story. Oh, that poor woman got no recognition. She's like, actually, Until quite, now. yeah, she's quite famous. Neither of us wrote down her name, though. Morny Morny? Somebody. Yeah, something
0: like that. I might come to it somewhere in the in the in my notes. You might shout it out like Victor And speaking of which, Victor is singing at the beginning as the credits are rolling of our of our movie
1: the affair to remember i don't even know how the song goes
0: no and it doesn't go like that but it (laughs) doesn't go much better either no
1: okay so it was produced by whom it was produced by i don't know who was produced by it was directed by who leo mccary he also did a little movie called duck soup classic Marx Brothers movie. Duck Soup, which is on our list mm-hmm. to discuss at some point. He also did the 1939 movie Love Affair that this is a remake of.
0: Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Somebody else did a
1: remake of
0: their own movie.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, Hitchcock. Yes, mm-hmm. that would be Hitchcock. And it was written by Delmar Dave Davis. Dave, Dave's, he, and he also-
0: speaking of written by, uh, maybe we'll get to that in that trivia. Don't want to give too much away at the very beginning, Oh, but I'm going to ask a writer how a writer feels about something I found out in trivia. Oh, okay.
1: Um, should I keep going? Cause it was written by two more people, but I don't want to step on your trivia. No, go ahead. You're not stepping on nothing. Um, so written by Delmar Day. He did he also wrote um the original and this other movie called Hollywood Canteen. And then Leo McCary also got a writer credit and then okay. the old Donald Ogden Stewart. <gasps> Donald Ogden. I wondered what happened to him. Does that name sound familiar? He also wrote a little a little gem called The Philadelphia Story.
0: What?
1: Yeah, remember? Uh-huh, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: So the credits are rolling. It's snowing in New York. And you say, why is it snowing in New York when this is taking place in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean?
1: Well, I didn't know that it was taking place in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I knew, I knew nothing about this except that it was referenced a lot in Sleepless in Seattle. Yes, yes, That's definitely. all I knew of this film.
0: Well, it does start out in New York with a CBS news person reading the news and then saying, "Oh, by the way, we just found out Nikki Ferente and Lois Lois Clark are getting married, and um, he's he's right now in the Atlantic Ocean sailing from Europe to here, where he will meet up with his fiance, and she is industrial nobility." Um, worth sixty-four million dollars.
1: I thought it said six. I thought it said six hundred million dollars.
0: I thought it was sixty-four, but even in nineteen, I think about nineteen fifty-seven. That's 64. what I was saying.
1: That's what I wrote down. I said $600 dollars. Oh my God! It makes more sense that it's nineteen sixty-four million
0: nineteen fifty-seven dollars. Yeah. I, yeah. Well. Uh, so. Listeners, you can watch and let us know which of us is
1: right. The 600 million or the 64 million? That's the $64 million, $40 million question. Million dollar question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then it cuts to a um, Venice, no, uh, well, a European newscaster saying the same thing about Nikki Ferrante and Lois Clark. And then it cuts to an English newscaster. Who says, Yeah, Nikki Ferrente and Lewis Clark are getting married and then there was some banter
1: he was supposed to add and he just goes, That's it. Yeah, he's you just know. British. So yeah. this guy, Nikki Ferrente, he's what, what is he? Like the the George Clooney? Like he's the most eligible bachelor in the yeah. world kind of thing? Evidently, yeah. And and quite um
0: not just eligible, but quite desirable. Hmm. Being played by the desirable Cary Grant. Yes. So uh, we're on a ship. We see a ship. And a bellhop is looking for Signor Ferrente, who is Cary Grant. And you see feet coming down the steps.
1: And
0: it is indeed Mr. Grant looking quite dapper.
1: No, very debonair. Quite.
0: And uh, everybody wants his autograph, and he finds a way always to get out of giving autographs because, you know, he's so above that. So then they say there's a phone call for you, and it is Gabriella calling from Paris. Because she just heard the news. Gabriella is not Lois Clark. Gabriella is quite a Parisian woman, and she has
1: been spurned. <laughs> she, she is a woman spurned. <laughs> and she is not happy about it.
0: So then Carrie Grant does the the usual, oh, my, Oh gosh, Gabrielle, I have a bad connection here. I can't quite hear you. And she says, well, that's, uh, that's fine because I have a knife in my hand. And, and um, he hangs up on her. Mm-hmm. So he's walking around the ship and everybody wants a piece of him.
1: Yeah, everybody the,
0: wants to introduce him to somebody. Everybody wants to his autograph. Everybody wants to shake his
1: hand. There's this guy. He you,
0: just wants to be left alone. There's
1: this guy, Ned Hathaway. He offers a game, but Nikki denies it and says he cheats. He cheats all the time. It's an addiction. I'm like, all right, good job, Nikki. It sounds like you're ready to get married.
0: <laughs> well, it is Hollywood. Um, I was surprised in this film with the amount of funny banter.
1: Yeah, I okay. I knew that. I guess this is well. The people call this a, a tearjerker, but I was surprised because I wrote down before I started playing it. the The iTunes um, synopsis said this poignant and humorous tale, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I'm watching. And I'm like, this is like. Um, this has got, like, witty banter and, and a lot of, like, humor in it. I don't understand what people are talking about. Right. You didn't at the end
0: either. But we'll get there, people. We'll get there. <laughs> <clears throat> so, this is, every time I take notes, I write down what people are saying. I have a tendency not to write down who said it. Hmm. So, um, that's where I'm going to need Erin to come in. So, evidently, Deborah Carr had. She's Terry McKay. She's Terry McKay, and she had uh, uh,
1: uh, Carrie Grant's uh, cigarette case. He left it somewhere on the ship. She picked it up, and she was on her way to give it to the purser. And Cary Grant got hit the phone call, and he was looking for his cigarette case because it was given to him by the woman spurned, Gabriella. Gabriella. And so he's looking for it, and as he's like finagling his way out of. Uh, Talking with people, he keeps padding, looking for his cigarette case. And then he spots Terry McKay, who's Deborah Kerr, with his cigarette case. And he's like, whoa, this is a beautiful woman. And she happens to have my cigarette case. Cha-ching. And and as
0: any fiancé would do, he is immediately starting to flirt. Yes. And she says... Well, she, you know, she is not the typical female falling all over him. No. She is holding her own and stepping back a pace, and she's going, how do I know it belongs to you? Yeah. And he goes,
1: there's an inscription inside. And so she flips it open, and she's like, hmm, well, I know just enough French to know that this is is a pretty intimate inscription, I think. Is that, isn't that what she says? She does.
0: Only she she makes it a little funnier
1: <laughs> by saying, you know, like
0: it, uh, it it could catch these cigarettes on fire. I believe. Yeah, something where you're like, oh. But it it was translated into in memory of three unforgettable nights aboard La Gabriella. Yeah. <laughs> and Deborah, excuse me, uh, someone has just handed me a note that says we're. Pronouncing her name wrong. Deborah Carr. K-E-R-R is pronounced Carr. Anyway, she's not impressed. It's spelled like Kerr to me. I know. Me too. uh, But we're going by phonics. Um, She's not impressed. She's going, you know, you're trying to pull this on me and I I don't need you. I don't need it and it's not going to help. So he follows her around because you know this is this is odd for him to not just win over and have people's hearts falling all over his feet
1: yeah he's like excuse me um i just like acknowledged your existence paid you a few compliments um why are your clothes still on yeah (laughs) why are your knickers
0: not at your ankles what's
1: going on
0: so, uh, he said, you know, I just want to talk. I want to talk to a real person. You have an honest face. And he goes, let's go to my room. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. My room is right here. I didn't think that a proper woman in 1957 would let a stranger into her room.
1: Yes, I thought this was quite forward of of Miss Carr.
0: Or Terry McKay, because we know how to say that. Or
1: Miss McKay. Miss
0: McKay. So he comes in. He's looking around for any evidence of a man. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm traveling alone. And he said, well, I was bored to death. I hadn't seen one beautiful woman. Aren't there any beautiful women traveling
1: anymore? And she goes, do you get far with that line? (laughs) Yeah. She just like shoots him down. Like, seriously? He's a player, and she ain't buying. so then he sees a photograph
0: of a man, and she says, yes, that's um that's an important man in my life. He had to go to Texas for some merger talks, and she starts talking all this business talk, and it's like, oh my god she's she must be kind of intelligent, not what he's used to mm-hmm. and so Carrie goes, uh, oh, and he trusts you and she says. Well, we've had five faithful years,
1: but they're not married. Yeah, again. So he gets a cigarette
0: and she goes and he's looking for a match, and she goes, "I would think you could light it from the inscription in the cigarette case. <laughs> mm, waka waka.. Walka. <laughs> And um, so then, you know, he's he's still trying really hard. And she goes, I, I hope, you know, my uh, rejecting you won't affect your ego. And he goes, "Only uh, the only way you can help my ego is if you'll have dinner with me. So next scene, they're at uh, a table for two in, in the restaurant of the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's got an important name. It was the USS
1: Constitution.
0: But I mean the dining room must have like, you know Oh.
1: The Admiral's room or I don't know. Something something hoity toity. Okay. At this point for the people of color meter, there's none. Yeah, z- we're at zero Zero. Not even the help. Yeah. I'm like damn. Yeah,
0: on, on board the ship not even Nope. Yeah. So uh, they're having small talk. Um and she's saying something about uh, women. I'm. Uh, you've known quite a few, and
1: um, he, he puts so, women uh, on pedestals, woman- and then it gets wobbly. You know, he'll put a woman yeah. up on a pedestal, and the pedestal gets wobbly. She can never live up to, it and then he moves on to the next one. Right. Oh, did he
0: say a timeline for that? He did, and I didn't write it down, but it might have been an important. Nah, I didn't pay attention to that. Okay, so then a purser or somebody comes up and says, uh, "Mr. Mr. Ferrantelli, would you like to um, Ferrante, whatever his name is? Would you like maybe the the peanut gallery will let me know that too? Would you like to reserve this table um, each night?"
1: And he's like, "Sure, why not? That sounds fabulous."
0: That was that was pretty much your. Um, here what's his name it was was not it wasn't carrie it it
1: was was not i know what you're talking about
0: (laughs) it was not my james mason james mason it was james mason it was no and so then she goes have all women been in love with you and so he's talking about how the pedestal wobbles and um so He goes, We've only been talking about me all night. And she goes, Well, we'll talk about me tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So obviously, these two are going to pick up a friendship, have a friendship going on. They're going to see each other the next day.
1: And they got a lot of time to kill. They're on this boat. Yeah. You know, there's no television. I doubt that they can get a radio signal. You know, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Read? (sighs) Hmm. I would get old. Play Pinochle.
0: Yeah. And I'll bet that there wasn't even like a casino on the
1: boat. There was a shuffleboard court. There was shuffleboard. And there's shuffleboard. There's pool. But there's only so much you can do. Right. Other than drink and read. And- yeah. This isn't This isn't the, the carnival cruises. This is a Royal <laughs> Caribbean. Or a Disney cruise. This is a Disney cruise. There's no wall that you can go mountain climbing on. No, there is not.
0: But there is a swimming pool. hmm Well, the next day, they're standing on this, you know, on the, the side deck. of the... What? The deck of the boat. Boat deck. The deck of the boat. Thank you. Couldn't think of that. And a telegram comes for him. At the same moment, a telegram comes for her. Mm -hmm. So they each kind of turn their backs to each other and read the telegram and, and he goes from him and she goes from her and her telegram just flies away. He folds
1: his and puts it in his pocket.
0: So there's more small talk.
1: She sang in a club. She was born in Boston, has no accent whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. She's not from the South side. She's and, not from Southie. I, I can't do a busted <laughs> accent.
0: <laughs> and and this guy came along and he said, you don't belong in a place like this. And so I studied hard so that, and then Cary Grant takes over, so that one day you'd make a perfectly wonderful wife. And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. At this point, a photographer comes along and takes their picture together. Ooh.
1: And so. Um, Instantly, she realizes that's not a great idea.
0: Yeah, this will be in the papers because mm-hmm. he is Nick Ferrente. And it
1: was just announced that he was engaged and she is with someone as well. So, five faithful years. Five faithful years. And so Nick asked, like, hey, that's a, that's a snazzy camera there. Uh, you mind if I take a look? And I thought he was just going to throw the camera overboard. That would have happened in this day and time. But he didn't. He just took he out the, the film and threw the film overboard. And right. then the photographer, because he's the he's the uh, onboard photographer. And he, he was he was like, oh, man, no. Why? So he was determined then. He was
0: determined.
1: They, they made they made a bad mistake there because all because now that photographer, it's personal now. Yeah. Yeah. They
0: could have made friends with him, but they didn't nope. even try. Nope. So she says, you know what? It's no good us being together like this. So I really think this should be goodbye. And he goes, are you afraid? And she says, I'm not afraid, but it's just not a good idea. At this point, the photographer is leading over over the railing and getting a picture of them, and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. So she goes, you know what? I'll go my way, and you go yours.
1: Never the two shall meet, except we're on this boat and it's not like the Titanic. So we probably will meet. Yeah. Next scene, it's nighttime.
0: (laughs) She's walking on the deck again and there's a kid caught in a banister. Now,
1: Ma, this kid, was he drunk? The kid seemed drunk to me. I know, and I know Hollywood at these times. I heard the rumors about Judy Garland. She was on a diet of cigarettes and pills and stuff. I know how they treated child actors. I'm convinced. We watch that scene. That kid's drunk. He reminded me of the apparently kid. Apparently. Yeah, but like, but the apparently kid, if the apparently kid got in like the the schnapps, the liquor
0: cabinet.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, that kid and is, some would he say, is how could a kid get stuck in a banister? Because he's drunk. I had a student once get her arm caught in one of those railings going up the side of the of the hallway. Had to get pliers to get undo the bolts of the. I'm telling you, so you so you think that couldn't happen, but it could. Well, was
1: the kid special? And
0: there's nothing wrong with that if he was.
1: No. I'm just saying. I'm talking about your kid. They got the arm stuck. No. Oh. No. Wow. Are we sure? Do, do we not want to reevaluate that? <laughs> no. And actually, after it happened to
0: me, it started happening. It, started, it was an epidemic, I tell you. <laughs> every- Kids from every class were getting their arms stuck in the banister. Okay. okay so, luckily, Cary Grant comes along because the kid is too heavy for deborah carr to be able to undo him from the banister but he really
1: wasn't in all honesty it's like oh he was stuck he really wasn't stuck he was just hanging on upside down yeah i thought for sure Cary grant was gonna come over and just smack him be like just let go what the hell kid but no (laughs) that's not this movie so the kid
0: looks up and goes oh it's you uh and they go what are you talking about and he goes (laughs) Well, all of the adults are talking about you too, but it, uh, I don't know what they're saying because they make me leave the room
1: every <clears throat> time they talk about you. And he hiccups because he's drunk. <clears throat> oh. oh, well, maybe he did get in some. I'm telling you, that kid was toasted. He was tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> OK, so Carrie Gray goes up to the cocktail lounge and he orders a champagne cocktail, which I thought was a little bit of a... Um,
1: Foofy drink. Well, now, mom, Ma, man of his character. Remember, they had had a conversation in their in their banter, where she he had said something about life should be uh, champagne, and then he's like, "Do you like pink champagne?" And she's like, "I love pink champagne." Like it was established yeah. that she likes pink champagne. So he goes into the bar, he orders the cocktail, and he's like, "Wait, do you have pink champagne?" And the guy's like, "Yes, of course." And I, I like how he's like, of course, because I'm like, I've never heard of pink champagne. Yeah, there is. It's it, You just haven't had it. Oh. I, I don't even know if Dom has a pink champagne. Is it supposed to be classier? No. Oh. It's but a, God, no. It's less classy? classier than Dom?
0: My God. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, Cary Grant walks away and Deborah Kerwa- Carr walks up And she also orders a champagne cocktail. Oh, by the way, do you have pink champagne? Why, yes, we do. Can you make it with pink champagne? So as the bartender is pouring hers, he has two glasses there. And she's going, I didn't order. Did I order two? Did you make it a double?
1: Get out of my (laughs) mind, bartender. Does it look like I need a double? It doesn't matter what I need. I'll take it. So she is puzzled. And, of
0: course, Cary Grant comes up. And she goes, I changed my table to a table for one. And he said, um, I did too. And at this point, two busybodies come up. And they, um, they are uh, pretending that they aren't, but they're overhearing their conversation. Because now they are the talk of the ship. Mm-hmm. So um, Carrie Grant goes, let's get out of here. So they go to the dining room table and they are sitting at back-to-back tables. And the whole dining room is laughing because it's like, uh, what it, What are they trying to prove? We know they're together. Yeah, five we're, faithful years.
1: They're just laughing. All of a sudden, this cruise ship becomes a high school. Not yeah. even a high school, a middle school. <gasps> Ooh, good Ooh, one. Sick burn.
0: Yeah, it's true. At, well, and they are the popular people in the middle school. So mm-hmm. everybody's paying attention. Um, and so he, at one point he puts up the menu to talk to her and, and she's behind him and she, she goes, we're not fooling anybody, you know, put the menu down. I mean, because so the just, dining
1: room is roaring in laughter at them.
0: Which is, uh, yeah, but, uh, my sister, who was watching this with us, said, that's kind of rude, isn't it, to be laughing at them? And so um, they argue about who's going to leave. One of us has to leave, and so she gets up and leaves. And he's sitting at the table by himself, and he doesn't know what to do at the table by himself. Next scene. Next day, she's diving into the swimming pool with her little swimming dress on. And she's underwater and he dives in. He doesn't know she's there. They just keep meeting up, just, and it's not even planned. It is Kismet. Kismet. Are they both surface at the same time? And it's, oh my goodness. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Joyful laughter. So he says, so then they hear the fog horn or whatever that thing is called. And he goes, oh, we're stopping in France and I'm going to be calling
1: on a lady. And she's like, of course you mm-hmm. are. Well, you got the whole uh, woman in every port I see. Hmm. Hmm.
0: And, um. He goes, actually, it's my grandmother. And she goes, yeah, right. A grandmother in every court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, port, not court. And Valdo. I bet there were some in court too. Uh, He goes, do you want to meet her? And so they're in town. They're uh, riding in a horse and buggy in the south of France. And she goes, what a divine place. And all this time, she's sure they're not going to go meet his grandmother. Mm -hmm. But... They do. Um, wait wait, wait, has wait her... a
1: second, though. When he's all like my grandmother, I'm like, how old is this lady? Fun fact, trivia. The woman who played his grandmother was actually only 13 years older than him in real life. Because I'm like, Kara Grant is not a uh, spring chicken.
0: No spring chicken right there.
1: So, grandma, and then they said grandma was eighty-two. Yeah, and then I just got a headache trying to figure out the math because I'm like, that does this does not make sense. Are they? Because you
0: have to. Okay, so Cary Grant would be what forty-two in the movie.
1: (sighs) I mean, that's being generous, sure. Yeah,
0: that's being very generous, and that would mean that his mom was born when his grandmother was twenty, and he was born when she was (sighs) twenty.
1: Which I guess in those times. Possibility. So the
0: old lady is in the chapel, which is attached to her own little villa there, and she comes out, Nicolo, and she's speaking French. And I thought Nicolo
1: sounded really Italian. I thought they were Italian for a really, really long time. Even when they were like, "Oh, we're in France," I'm like, "She's just an Italian who's living in France." That's
0: what I thought too, because she looked Italian and. and so every, everything is spoken in French, and there are no subtitles, so you're just going on what you assume is happening. So he introduces Terry McKay to Grandma, and he, call, he doesn't call her Grand ma, Grandmère; it's some other
1: weird name. Janu. Yeah, but I didn't ever understand. I thought that was maybe just her name, was Janu. Oh,
0: Maybe it was. He doesn't call her grandma. He calls her a name. Well, she's only 13 years old. Yeah. And um, he goes, oh, she thought you were the girl I'm going to marry. Because
1: that's what most people would think.
0: Yeah. We just found out you're you're engaged and you're bringing a different woman yeah. here to meet me.
1: And I, I feel like grandma would have been more of like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah grandma is saying um, uh, it, uh, Terry is saying how beautiful it is there and grandma's saying um, she she'd like to live there and she said no 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 this is a place for someone who who has all their memories you still have to create your memories so at this point Terry asks if she can go into the chapel now I didn't see her carrying a hat up the up to the villa but I guess because she had a hat on in the chapel yeah and uh, do you wear hats in
1: chapels I thought that you like like you shouldn't wear a hat in the chapel but I guess you wear hats in church
0: oh this was this was
1: when Catholic women had to have their heads covered
0: oh why it was a thing
1: because they didn't want God to see them
0: no uh, keep the lice from jumping all over
1: oh Hmm. um i don't know Is that uh it,
0: you know in the jewish faith it's the men who cover their heads well they have with the, the head yarmulke?
1: i thought that it was on there because like to remind them like god's always above them well maybe because like you always feel it and you're like that's god although you know i am no jewish scholar by any stretch of the imagination I believe that that was what you told me when I asked. Oh, my Actually, God. I don't
0: believe that I think it that, sounds
1: rather scholarly. I that think that's what you said mouth. to me. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you how you told me. Oh, my. Okay.
0: Well, we're going to go with that because it sounded good. <laughs> uh, I just know that Catholic women had to have their heads covered at all times inside a chapel church. And so she had a big old hat on. And uh, then Niccolo goes into the chapel as well, and he's watching her praying. And it's like, what? I wonder how you do this. And he's trying to mimic her as she is
1: praying. Um, um, I'm guessing that this whole hat business was probably one of Martin Luther's 99 things. One of his. Well, I didn't
0: tell you about Martin Luther's 99 things.
1: Yes, you did. I couldn't. That. That's why I, I know. know it as ninety-nine things and not what it's obviously <laughs> called. So <laughs> it's not possible. Oh my gosh, you attribute so much to me. So
0: um three fourths of the things you hate about me didn't really happen, <laughs> just so you know. Okay. So <laughs> I I don't know what the whole thing within the church was, except that maybe he was admiring
1: her and falling in love with her i think he just fell in love with the way that she was just communing with god like oh and and she knows how to pray which i i gave myself a headache i rolled my eyes so hard
0: (laughs) whoa that was rolling some eyes yeah oh okay okay well obviously that left me flat um Okay, so I lost my place because you got me with Martin Luther's 99 Things. Yeah, the 99 okay. Things. So she crosses herself and gets up, and then he crosses himself because it's like, oh, is that what I do? And then they go out of the chapel, and an old man greets Niccolo. There's more French. Uh, the two of them leave the ladies alone. So they're chatting, and um, Terry. I always want to say Terry McAuliffe because that was a, <laughs> a, an elected representative for us. Terry McKay sees a painting on her wall and is surprised to find out that that Nikki Parente had actually painted that. It, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, he's a decent and, painter.
0: Yeah, and who knew? And so she's pouring coffee for Grand Mare, and she says not only that, he studied the piano. And he did painting. He's always attracted by art. He isn't practicing. And she says, I'm worried about him. And she's worried that life will present a bill to him. He won't be able to pay.
1: It's like, oh, isn't that life, Grandma?
0: Um, and then she says, but you are different. You're a good woman. You can
1: make it right. How does, how does Grandma know that she's a good woman? Grandma, right, how- grandma's met her for, like, what, at this point? Maybe 30 minutes?
0: And how good of a woman can she be if Grandma knows he's engaged to somebody else? And Yeah, and she's with him. Yeah. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Come on, Grandma.
0: So, Nikki comes in. Now, when you don't get your own. Oh, and um, uh, Terry is always throwing shade on Nikki all the time. Because he didn't get his way with her, as in having his way with her. And so um, she you know, said that he was embarrassed because he didn't get his way. And then she, she says that in front of Grandma, too, which was a little odd. Yeah. Ni- Nikki has a gift for Gramps. It's a portrait of Gramps that he painted from memory. From memory.
1: He should go, at this point in my notes, I'm like, Nikki should go find the American in Paris. <laughs> yeah,
0: we could. Because songs ensue. Who knew there were any songs in this? I certainly did not, which we will get to. I did not either. To. And every time a new one came on, I was rather frustrated. Ugh. So uh, Terry's saying, what a remarkable face. And Grandma says, I told you he has talent. Would you care for an
1: aperitif? Now this is sherry they're drinking.
0: Um, either that or, or yeah, sherry. Because the, the French aperitifs are just rough, rough alcohol. Ugh. Ugh. So probably the sherry again where they'd rather have gin.
1: See, sherry yet again.
0: And so they do a toast, and, and Terry goes, a toast to his marriage. What? Mm. And Grandma mm. doesn't say, what? And Grandma changes it to, may your voyage home be a pleasant one.
1: Speaking of which...
0: So a bell is tolling, that means they had to get back to the boat. But there's still time for Grams, who was a concert pianist, to play a little ditty
1: on the piano yeah at which point i'm like uh i kind of don't think we have time because that's <laughs> what the bells ring and we're at the top of this mountain and the boat is all the way down at the bottom i don't want to miss it i don't have time sorry grams that's how i would have said it we, we got to then, go uh, and
0: they let grams play it so long that then uh terry starts picking up the sheet
1: music and starts singing along yeah there's no time for this. Ain't nobody got time for Ain't this. Ain't nobody got time for this. The boat is going to leave without us.
0: So, uh, Grams is playing the piano with those arthritic fingers, looking back and forth between the two of them, back Just and forth, back and forth. doing the old forth. lady smile. And then we hear the fog horn.
1: Mm.
0: So, uh, Grams was wearing a lace shawl that looked like a, um, curtain to me but um, I thought
1: so too it looked like your curtains it did
0: look like my curtains and um so grams is coming out to say goodbye to him so Terry goes back and grabs the late shawl and puts it around her and she goes one day I will send it to you
1: but yeah because she compliments on how lovely it is and then grandma's like one day I will send it to you and she's like ah you know you don't have to I was just being nice yeah and she's like really. no I'm going to send it to you
0: I could use it as a curtain in my apartment. And then it really is goodbye. I'm going to send it to you, but not to his fiance. Yeah.
1: So Um, um, when that, I'm like, okay, this lace curtain thing is going to come up again later, obviously.
0: Hmm. Definitely. So they start down the mountain and Terry runs back to give Grahams another hug.
1: Now, at this point, I'm like, how does she know that grandma is a good woman? She could have been a, a French sympathizer of the Nazis. She doesn't know this woman. And you look around and see all her property. She ha- yeah. And all the artifacts, the air quote yeah. artifacts that her husband was so quote Collected. collecting.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just like, okay. Oh. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, now we're back on the ship. It's nighttime. And Terry's been crying because beauty does that to me. It was the loveliest day I've ever known. So Carrie Grant goes, "Let's walk." They didn't even and have any food. Now, here we <laughs> Well, I guess they aren't hungry. <laughs> um, so they are on the steps between decks. So they go up the steps. All you see are their legs for this kiss. So, um, speaking from a cinematic
1: viewpoint, why did the director choose to have the kiss not on screen? I'm guessing that it had to do with maybe the codes because they're too, like, one guy was engaged. Oh. Maybe. Good point. They didn't want to show it. That's instantly what I thought. Oh. Like, oh, they're kissing, but they can't show it. And that's a way to get around it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, they did kiss out of frame. And and Carrie Grant says, No more tears. And Terry says to him, We're headed into Rupsey, Nikki. And we changed our course today. Good night. So they both fell in love. So Terry goes into her room her cabin, and it's raining outside. So she is in the middle of the rainstorm outside and the picture of, and we never knew what the man's name is, um, the Five Faithful Years dude. Oh, Ken. Ken. She's in between the two of them. And there's a knock at the door. And who do you think it is? Um, Nikki? It's Nikki. And she goes, these are dangerous times. And so he's going, what are we going to do? We're going to have to think about this. And so uh,
1: you go think in your room while I think in mine. Because I got to think about 64 or $600 million. Yeah. That's what I need to think about right now.
0: Right. And um, Ken, the, uh, the significant other in her life, is, is he has a lot of money as well so she likes expensive things you can tell by the way she has been dressed on the ship and the fact that she is on the ship so she's got to think about her way of life too because Nikki is just living on everybody else's money he doesn't really have a a career of his own he's just by on his
1: looks and charm
0: yeah and so that that's not going to pay rent or no Put much food in your belly, no, it does not, so the next day, um they are pretending that they don't uh they aren't involved with each other on the ship, and so she's standing on the steps and he keeps walking around the steps so that it looks like they are not together. Um, it was a kind of a hokey yeah,
1: scene. it was it was like a oh like a physical comedy kind of. Like, a, a lot of this movie, I was very surprised by how Waka Waka it was. Uh, by Waka Waka, you mean? It was just comedian? like, yeah. Just humorous. Yeah, I was, too. I'm like, huh, this is not what I've been led to believe.
0: Um, so then there there's the dining room. Uh, they pass each other on the steps because they weren't going to eat together. So he has to come to the dining room after she finishes. Mm-hmm. They pass on the steps, and she's in her in her
1: cabin, and she's packing, mm-hmm. and putting away the picture of Ken. And Mister Hathaway knocks on the door, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Why?" Asking- yeah, I, well, I just I just assumed that Mister Fronti, Frontadi, Frittata was gonna <laughs> be here, and. And she's like, why would he be here? No. And then right on cue, Nikki walks in. And so he's like, oh, perfect. There you are. Could I get you two to please sign these? And he produces a series, almost like a Life Magazine photo spread (laughs) of these two and their meetings on the boat. And they are they are just they are at first shocked and then they just laugh because it's like, we're such fools. Why are yeah. we pretending all this time? Everyone knows the jig's up. The ship's photographer has been busy. Yes. He, and he's making a nice little side hustle. Because
0: he's selling each of those prints and mm-hmm. everybody on the ship's buying them. Um, she says, you know what? I'm not as upset as I thought I'd be. So it's the last night. Let's make the most of it. And so they go in and they're dancing in front of everybody else. And Mr. Ha- Hathaway comes up and goes, let's switch partners. It's, the, it's a tradition for the last night. And Nikki goes, well, not, mm-hmm. nope, we're no, we're not doing it.
1: He looks over at, at Hathaway's wife, at the Mrs. Hathaway. and was like, no, thank you. <laughs> that is a bit beneath me. So then they go out on deck
0: and they're singing, why can't we keep doing this forever? And um, Nikki goes, well, I asked the ship's captain to just keep sailing forever, but he wouldn't do that. <laughs> and then um, the, in the club, they start singing "Old Lang Syne.
1: Now, is it New Year's Eve or are they just singing that because the, the boat's about to dock? They're singing it because the boat's about to dock. I see.
0: So, tomorrow morning we'll be in New York. Will he be waiting for you? Yes. And he pulls out his telegram and goes, Yeah, she'll be waiting for me. Uh, and so Nikki asks her, Are you in love with him? And she goes, Not now. And Nikki. And de- he goes, I've never done a day's work in my whole life. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's had a good life yeah you like uh furs and diamonds and pink champagne and she goes to him do you like beer (laughs) uh winter must be cold for those with no warm memories okay so we'd be fools to let us pass this by so nikki says okay so uh Let's do this. If I work long enough and hard enough for six months, I'm I'm going to ask you to marry me.
1: This, at which point I just said, are you kidding me? You've never worked a day in your life. And now all of a sudden you think it, that in six months you're going to be able to afford the life that you have become accustomed to, both of you? And she
0: she feels that way too a little bit. And she says, let me tell you in the morning, uh, I have a lot to think about, and you have a lot to think about, too. So as he's walking away, she goes, oh, by the way, do you like children? And he says, yes, I do. Oh, we're going to bring children into this?
1: Yeah. In six months, you're going to have enough money to support all of these people, all of this fanciness. I was like, good luck, buddy. (laughs) Are you kidding me? This is insulting. I, I was hissing the 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 screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um,
0: they decide in six months, July first at five o'clock, they're going to meet at the top of the Empire State Building, if um, if they both still feel the same way. So he's got six months to get himself some uh, some kind of a career, and she's got six months to decide: is she going to meet up with him? And then they'll be together forever.
1: I don't think this ends very well, is the note that I put down at this point.
0: <laughs> and they're just sure both of them will be there. So they're disembarking and they're smiling and waving at their uh, other significant others and blowing kisses. So and each one's checking out the other of-
1: one. Like, oh, is that him? Yes. Hmm. She's like, oh, is that her? Yes. And they're both like sizing up the competition. And neither of them like the competition no
0: okay, so they go off with their fiances, and Carrie Grant goes to lois's sixty four million dollar uh, apartment, and there's a TV interviewer there, yep live CBS and she's going what he's going what's this?" and she said, "Oh I knew you'd never agree to it, but um, you know they want to do an interview with us since we are
1: engaged." <laughs> And Dipper, um Terry is watching it on TV. And guess what? The help is there. And the, guess what? The help the help is not adding to our people of color tally. Because the help is white as well. P-O-C at this point?
0: Zero. Zero.
1: Sorry, had to take a drink. So Ken... She's watching it and Ken comes in and they kiss and he 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 uh mentions that her kiss is different now. And yeah. so she's kind of watching the interview and the interview's kind of going back and forth and Nikki is not a great interview subject at all. And so Ken's asking she Ken goes, "Oh, you're on the the um the cruise with that guy." Yeah, and she, he was like, "Oh, did you meet him?" And she's like, "Oh, no, you know, no, well, no. Oh, well, did you find him irresistible?" And she doesn't answer. Right.
0: And he didn't think anything about
1: it mm-hmm. at first. He was like, "Oh, okay."
0: Now we cut back to the interview,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they're saying, "So, Nikki, what are you going to do?" And he goes, "I'm going to begin to paint again."
1: To no, support my wife. Yeah, he, not only is he going to be into paint again, I'm like, okay, that's fine, Nikki. You're you're a rich man now. No, he's going to paint to support his wife. And does did, did Lois Clark laugh at that? Because I sure would have. She did. She said, "Oh, I <laughs> thought you'd given
0: all that up." Yeah. Um, and so then the interviewer says, "When are you going to be married?" And she starts to answer, and he goes, "In six months." And she was like, "Oh, okay." So at this point, we're back to Ken and Terry. And Ken says, did you find Ferenti irresistible? And she doesn't answer. And you see his face change because he realizes what happens.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but he, and he's like, you must be realistic.
0: He'll never be able to support you. Can't you see I'm in love?" Uh, and um, she goes, so am I. And he leaves. So she's decided she's going to go back to Boston and pick up her vocals and start singing again. Mm-hmm. Ching, 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 went the trolley. So uh, he leaves and the Empire State Building's reflection is in the window behind her. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. It's Next nice. scene. Three months uh, later. Is it three months later? Mm-hmm. Um, a paint... Uh, 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 a a critic or, uh, or an art dealer is with Cary Grant. And he's telling him, I can sell all your paintings for you. If you just write your name on them. Uh, all these women will want to buy them." And
1: he, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to sell them because they're true art. So he's signing all his paintings Rossi instead of Ferrante. Right. And they're like, Who's, nobody knows who Rossi is. Everybody knows who Ferrante is. Right. Uh, and he's going, I got to earn some money quickly.
0: So the, the dude's going then sign him for a yeah. day. So we cut to Terry McKay singing in Boston. And she is singing uh, our love affair. You know, the one with that she sang with
1: Graham's. I think I went to the bathroom at this point.
0: Yeah, because it was another
1: freaking song. It was just a song. I'm, I i no, I didn't write it yet, but at some point I do write, is this a musical? <laughs> I wrote another freaking song. Uh, and it cuts to Cary Grant, who is putting up a billboard. He's pasting a billboard. No, he's painting That's... a billboard. Oh, he's painting it? Yeah, they, they used to paint them. Oh. So he's a painter, thought, but he's he doing the billboard. Sunk pretty low. <laughs> no, he's
0: still sunk oh, okay, pretty okay, low, but he's, he's painting. And the, uh, the art
1: dealer comes by and he sold his first painting for $200. So, hey, hey, Nikki, I guess you're on your way. You're going to be supporting that lifestyle in no time at all.
0: Yeah, with $200.
1: $200,
0: ooh. So then we have uh, Terry in an airplane. She is flying to New York and she goes to a dress shop.
1: She, not only A dress shop the dress shop she always went when she was when Ken was uh footing the bill. Yeah, so she was a
0: kept woman. Yeah. And she was paying with her own money this time.
1: Well, see the the um cuz they the women that work there, they see her and they're like, "Miss McKay, we we haven't seen you in forever." And so yeah. She's like asking for something that's like pink and inexpensive. And then meanwhile, the other lady goes back and puts a call into Ken because she's kind of worried about the line of credit. Like, how is this? Like, are we supposed to charge this to your account? You know, what's the deal? And so then Ken's like, yeah, whatever she wants, go ahead. You can put it on my account. Um, just hold her there. I'm going to be right down. So she she sees they keep trying to give her these different numbers and stuff. And she's like, no, I don't want that. I just want I just want this simple item. And she gets out her money and she pays cash. And they're like, you're you're not charging it. And she's like, nope, that's it. I'm I'm paying cash. And of course, as she turns around, then then Ken walks in. Ken tries to say,
0: oh, it's so good to see you. Let's get back together. And she says, I'm getting married. Goodbye, Ken. Mm -hmm. so she's running to the Empire State Building well she was in a cab it wasn't going fast enough for her it must be July 1st and she's running to the Empire State Building and you hear a shriek and you hear brakes, and there's been an accident Mm -hmm. at this point Cary Grant is at the top of the Empire State Building Mm
1: -hmm. waiting just whistling happy as a a lark
0: and then later, still waiting, but but not you so notice happy. when you,
1: we're waiting, we we hear sirens. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. we hear sirens, and he asks one of the helpers at the Empire State Building, who is again not
1: a person of color. No, nope, we are still at zilch for our POC count. Uh,
0: what time is it? Well, it's five <sighs> ten. And do we catch the hospital? And she is laying in a hospital bed and she is delirious saying, Nikki, help me turn the boat around. Yeah. <laughs> and Ken's there and he's like, yeah, yeah, and I ain't Nikki. So this isn't good news. So now we come back to Cary Grant. It's raining at the top of the Empire State. Well, not just Center, raining,
1: so. but it's also lightning. He is in a, a gigantic, a super tall. He's in a lightning rod, basically. Like nobody yeah. thought to shut this down. When it's lightning, then maybe no one should be on the observation deck. It's all like metal all around him.
0: Yeah. So he puts his hat on to leave. So we cut back at, to the doctor and the doctor's saying the x-rays are not encouraging. I'm not sure. Sh- uh, and, and Ken's going, I'm not the man she was screaming about. So then we're, uh, we see a ship with Cary Grant on it. He's going back to the south of France. Uh, he he needs to see it, Rams again, so he walks in and the piano's closed.
1: Well, I, I thought he already knew.
0: I thought that's oh, why he know? was
1: going back.
0: I didn't know.
1: I kind of, I don't know. I kind of figured.
0: He keeps he keeps touching the backs of the chairs mm-hmm. like.
1: That's when I was ch- like, oh, she's dead.
0: Channeling her, and then. In his memory, he hears her playing the piano.
1: Yeah, and the way he's touching the piano, I'm like, oh, Grams is dead. Grams is gone.
0: And the old, that same old man comes in, and he goes, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, and he gets out the lace shawl for Miss McKay. All of this is said in French, but we're getting good at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Cut to a school in New York City. Ooh, so he gives her the shawl, and we're like, well, he's got to go find Miss McKay. Because he's got to deliver this curtain to Miss McKay. (laughs) Give the
0: curtain shawl. So uh, we see Deborah Carr, because when she was in the hospital, um, there was a a priest there. And the priest said he was going to find her a job. So she's sitting in a chair. And it's obvious she's a music teacher at a Catholic school. And um, there is quite an orchestra playing. Mm-hmm. And she is directing a children's choir. Erin, you want to go?
1: Yeah, and we have got great, good news on our POC. Yay! We have, I counted three. There's. I a, counted three as there's well. There's a wrote black little one, girl. then two, then three. There's a black little boy, and there's a, a Hispanic little boy. There are indeed three people three children of color in this and they they performing this song which I'm like why do we need this song what another is another song another song and then in the middle of the song the two the two black kids come down and they do <laughs> I, a step and fetch it song yeah <laughs> they do a bit of a tap dance they, I uh, loosely and we'll call tap dance we'll just say it loosely and I'm like man I'm glad I they know. got some screen time, but we really could have cut this whole scene.
0: I know. Why did or have a mixture of
1: kids up there doing the tap dance? Why did it have to be the two? Yeah. I'm kid? like, these they're not the Nicholas brothers. No, no. Th- what is this?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we cut back to the art dealer. And the art dealer is hanging a wreath in his window because it's Christmas time, Mm -hmm. which means it's been six months since July. Nikki comes in with six months worth of paintings. He did one painting of Graham's and Terry, both in the lace shawl. And I thought it was pretty hideous. Yeah. I was like, ooh,
1: that's not your best. That was a tough... That was, that was rough.
0: At which point Lois calls. hmm And he says, oh, I can't make it this afternoon. And she goes, we'll try to make it tonight. So it's obvious that Lois is back in the picture. Uh, so they're at the ballet. And Lois and Nikki are sitting at the ballet. And there's a girl behind Nikki who is flirting, flirting with Nikki. Oh, just,
1: just, I mean... Her eyes are doing X-rated things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was embarrassing. So the ballet is over and they get up to leave. And as they're walking out, who
1: do they see in the audience? Ken and Terry sitting. Hello?
0: Because, you know, that's all she can do. That's all she can do. But he doesn't know anything at this point. So she cries and Ken goes, Terry,
1: please let me tell Wait, 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 wait. Because he sees her and he he bends down and picks up her purse this is um this is a ferrante nikki and he gives it to her and all he does is just say hello and she just says so much hurt yeah because oh oh, his heart's just broken and he just he just walks away and ken says come on let me go tell him let me go tell him why why you can't why you weren't there this is ridiculous at which time i'm like yes Ken is Ken is the voice of reason. Yeah, and he was the voice of reason when the whole accident happened. He was like, "Let me go, let me go find Nikki and tell him what happened." Like Ken is Ken is like being super decent guy. You would not expect it, but he's like Look. he is, and he
0: he wanted to pay for treatment to see if she could get well. And she goes, "I can't let you pay for the treatment because if I do get well, he would resent it."
1: Like, he doesn't even know you got her- sick in the first place. I know. This, this is where this movie lost me. I was like, seriously? Like, you are you can't walk and that, like, now you're just, that's why? I was like, this is disrespectful for people with disabilities. Mate, like, yeah. oh, because you can't walk, like, you have nothing to live for. What about right. all the veterans and stuff? I was like, right. you need to, I just wanted to slap her. It was 1957,
0: but yeah, uh, yeah. And like you, you won't take help from this man because you're in love with somebody else. But yeah, anyway, so Ken goes, OK, he goes out and gets a wheelchair.
1: Nicky gets out, he gets Merry out of the because they were in the he was in the cab with uh, Lois Clark, Lois Clark, and he's going,
0: Merry Christmas and he looks at his watch and he's walking and walking and walking and ken and terry are in a cab and he's going i have to take you home and and it's so sad because i'm taking you home just when everybody else is going out and she's going ken unless i can walk to him he'll never know
1: unless i know it just says she's dumb <laughs> Yeah. What's this, I mean,
0: and that's saying very little for Nikki. What? Nikki's not going to love you if you can't yeah. walk.
1: I'm like, this is what this movie's about. This. OK.
0: okay. <laughs> so Carrie Grant's just staring at the Empire State Building. And we have we have Terry in bed and she's in bed. And all these kids come
1: into her bedroom in her apartment. OK, Ma, here. Here's my note. Can't go to the Christmas concert. Period. In bed. Period. Seriously? Again with the kids? She's in bed, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you brought uh, the whole choir to her apartment. Now, here's my question. Do the kids not know that she can't walk? And is that yeah. why she can't go to the concert? Or well, is she legitimately sick and can't go to the concert? She said
0: the doctor wouldn't let her. So I assumed that that, that something happened.
1: <laughs> Maybe the, was... the doctor's like no one wants to see your weird legs just going there. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You but make they everyone had to know when she uncomfortable walk in the, when she was their teacher. No, it's cuz she just sat in the in her little desk and, and they, they did everything. And uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I wrote another
1: effing song. Oh my I was so sick of these kids. And they and then and the the we, we get a people of color line and it's only to she says something like the, the girl says something to the doctor and calls him doc and the priest like basically chastises her and says what that's not how you speak to the doctor and she has to say the line again with doctor Doctor. instead of doc at the end of it
0: it was very very oh what's that word i'm looking for Uh, bullshit um um not intimidating but
1: um i just called (laughs) it i was like man that's some bullshit that's like it was it was wrong it was wrong it was wrong
0: and the children leave fine so it's the next day she's on the couch in her apartment okay
1: Wait. wait 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 she's on the couch it's christmas eve She's had like somebody, a neighbor woman or somebody has like gotten her situated on the couch, set up her pillows, has the table next to her. The phone is there. Did you notice that this woman has lost the ability to use her legs and she is living in an apartment with stairs (laughs) from the front (laughs) door? down? That was in the
0: trivia notes. Yes, that was in the trivia
1: notes. I was like, What the hell, lady? <laughs> Why would you buy an apartment with stairs?
0: Uh, yeah. You
1: can't walk.
0: Uh, so um, she's the helper, who must be a neighbor, opens the door and Carrie Grant walks in. And they're, they're all pleasantries. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I'm just resting. Please sit down. And he kind of wants to sit on the couch, but... She motions for him to sit in the chair and he's like,
1: she can't whoa, feel her legs. Right. You can have a seat anyway. Okay. Don't
0: even want me to sit next to you. Okay. So he pretends that he didn't go to the Empire State Building that night.
1: Ah, which yeah. I thought was oh, like, oh, damn, Nikki, that's smooth. He that's goes, a smooth uh, you know, one. I came to
0: apologize because I didn't go. And I think anyone who didn't show up should do that, should apologize for not showing up. Because it's, it's just not a nice way to treat someone. So at least I came to apologize. And um, <coughs> she's going, yes, I was angry you weren't there. And he goes, well, how long, how long did you wait? And she said, oh, I waited a long time. And he said, you waited till midnight. So he started to, to tell her that he was there until midnight and um, tell her all that details she didn't know since she wasn't there. It was midnight in a thunderstorm. Um, And so after that, I said, you know what? I'll just go home. I'll just go home and get tight. And I did that for three months. Um, And so she goes, well, you know, if one of us didn't show up, it would be for a damn good reason. And um, so then she says, no more questions. No more questions. And he said, I walked here all I walked all the way here, and I'm not allowed to ask questions. So he notices she's not wearing a wedding ring. And she says, Nikki, there's an ocean between us. Um, And he says, well, I bought myself a ticket. I'm sailing tonight, but I just wanted you to to bring you this present. "Oh, Oh, my gosh, I didn't get you anything. He said, that's okay. So she opens it, and it's Graham's shawl. She goes, oh, that's why my letters came back. He goes, well, you got the shawl. That's the reason I came, so goodbye. And he kisses her hand, and he goes to the door. And then he said, you know, I painted you in that shawl. And Grandma, right? You know. Yeah. And um, the gallery owner, uh, and it was one of my best. If it's one of his uh, best, there's a reason yeah. why he's not earning a living as a painter. Ooh. It, but, um, you know, I couldn't sell it. But a woman came into the gallery and she wanted it, so I told him just to give it away because I didn't want money for it. She I, didn't I, have I,
1: money, and she was,
0: and she was dot dot dot. And then he, then he, like a light bulb goes off in his head, and then he keeps talking to her as he's looking around the apartment. He goes into the bedroom and he sees the painting,
1: and because she was
0: the dot 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 was. In a wheelchair. So then he realizes it was her and she was in a wheelchair. And she goes, darling, don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm hideous. Don't look at me. <laughs> and the music starts playing a love affair to remember.
1: I'm like, that's it? Like the whole point of this movie is that she can't walk, so she's worthless? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well...
0: Well, the whole point of the movie was that that Nikki was going to have to pay a bill. He wasn't ready to pay.
1: Yeah. he's never worked a day in his life. She says at the end and they're like, I guess this is when people are crying. If you can paint, I can walk. Anything can happen. Don't you think? And if I was Nikki, I would have just like kind of broken the embrace and been like, well, wait, wait, baby. I can paint. You can't walk, though. <laughs> like, let's just be perfectly clear. Don't be lumping in my painting with your ability to walk. <laughs> like, it's some sort of miracle here. Oh, well, that was a love affair to remember. I guess it's like a big tearjerker. I didn't. I did actually shed a couple of tears.
0: Poppy the said dangerous. you
1: guys were ugly crying he puppy lied
0: we weren't ugly crying but we did shed a couple tears at the very end
1: now i cry at everything i cried earlier at an episode of andy Mac on the disney channel there was n- my eyes were bone dry they were so dry after the movie i had to go get lubricating <laughs> i had to put lubricating drops into my eyes because i was like damn my eyes are dry this this movie makes people cry. Uh, so
0: well, well, yeah, okay.
1: It was a 1957 film. Yeah. So I like, I actually liked it better than I thought because I thought it was just going to be super sappy and dumb. And most of the movie was like kind of like humorous and fun, and then just the end was just like dumb. The, okay. the, the whole so this is, yeah
0: this is my question to you as a writer uh they there there was a script written but most of cary grant and deborah carr talking to each other was banter that they made up on their
1: own mm-hmm. it was improvised and they kept
0: yeah and they kept it in there so as a writer how would you feel about that did i get
1: paid is
0: my is my name in the credits
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine you got paid and you got your name in the credits yeah okay that's fine Okay. Like maybe what they came up with was better than what I could come up with. That happened. But you're also speaking to someone who when they write and they make things it's like yeah, feel free to just say whatever. <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm no Aaron Sorkin. I'm not married to the the words. <laughs> okay, and the name of the singer,
0: Marnie Nixon. Ah. Shout out to Marnie Nixon. Okay, at the at the time of the movie, Cary Grant
1: was smoking about 60 cigarettes a day. Oh, well, he, had, he had quit. Didn't his wife make him quit? And she was he hypnotizing quit, yes. him and giving him LSD. Yep. Yep. But then he went back to it. And he
0: had a lump on his forehead from a childhood accident that he kept rubbing. And um, the makeup artist was having a really hard time dealing with that. And if he had surgery on it, he would have been out six to eight weeks so the wife said "Eh, just put him under hypnosis and do the procedure which they did and he was ready to work with no scar
1: yeah yeah she sounds a bit like a rasputin to me yeah i know so uh, originally they wanted ingrid
0: bergman to be terry oh how
1: interesting
0: Doris Day was also considered, but we know one-volume Doris would have been oh. shouting out a
1: affair to remember. Gee, she would just would have been belting that song out. We would have been like, Doris, give us some time so that we can form <laughs> memories to remember.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Ooh, please Can you lower their volume a little?
1: <laughs> well, those are my trivia notes. Did I have anything on mine? Well, it was nominated... For best cinematography, best costume design, best original song, and best original score. Um, Remember last week how I was like, oh, Catherine Hepburn's in it. No, Uh she was in Love Affair. That was the remake of the remake with Warren Beatty and Annette Bening. And Catherine Hepburn played the grandmother. Or she might have been his aunt, his great aunt. But she was basically that Uh grandma character. And that was her last big screen performance.
0: Okay, then.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well done. That was in your little brain somewhere. I, I knew it had something to do with this movie. And it was featured prominently in Sleepless in Seattle.
0: It was. So it made a big resurgence. And a lot of people then went out and bought it and um, or watched it again. Mm-hmm. And with this podcast,
1: it will make another resurgence. Because we are just climbing the charts. We are our
0: number of listeners has grown by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. So thank you, listeners. Thank you.
1: All 11 of you.
0: <laughs> we appreciate each and every
1: one of you 11 who listen to us. Let's see if 2018, we can't crack 20. Let's see if we can get 12. <laughs> I'm going for 12. An even dozen. An even dozen. That's right. That's
0: right. As always, if there are um, Movies that you would like us to uh, Do our thing with Just leave us a little note uh, At Podbean Or in iTunes And let us know what movie You would like to hear us um, What is it that we do
1: Yeah, do our our thing with it Or you can just text us Since (laughs) Since we know you personally (laughs)
0: us to our face the next <laughs> time we're together at startups
1: okay and erin what are we doing next week next week we are doing the third man 1949
0: i know nothing about the third man so this will be totally virgin territory for me
1: i just know it's i think it's supposed to have intrigue intrigue i always like some intrigue Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a nice juxtaposition between this, (laughs) this, whatever, non-musical, musical, musical, non-musical, non-musical, like, romantic comedy. Yeah, romantic comedy before that was coined. Yeah, before it was like, you're completely worthless because you can't use your legs. Yeah. I mean, but thank God for the Americans with Disabilities Act.
0: Yeah. Until until somebody gets rid of it. Let's let's keep that going.
1: Tell tell them that's the next on the repealed list. Just nobody say that Obama did it. No, Obama had nothing had to nothing
0: do with He had nothing to do with Americans that.
1: for disabilities. Nothing. 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 In fact he was against it. He, he was yeah, so against yeah, it. Yeah. He wanted to get rid of it. Oh, makes him mad every day it's uh, he's just like, Americans on oh. Disabilities Act. <laughs> Okay. All right. Podbean. Well, we said we were going to do this better this time. And... So, thank <laughs> you for
0: listening. We can be heard on Podbean and iTunes. Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, because if you're listening, you had to access it that way. Yeah, you already know. Thank you for listening. Goodbye now. Bye-bye.